Welcome to the weekly podcast at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church. My name is Doc Hollingsworth. I'm senior pastor of this great congregation, and we're delighted that you've joined us. Our prayer for you is that as you listen to this message, you might feel closer to God and closer to God's hope for you. Ephesians 1, 15-23 For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people, in his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms, far above all rule and authority, power and dominion, and every name that is invoked, not only in the present age, but also in the one to come. And God placed all things under his feet and appointed him to be head over everything for the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So... Interesting things can happen when we work from home. We've learned that during the pandemic, haven't we, many of us? Many of us have had some experiences like the ones I'm about to describe. Your dog can decide to crash a Zoom meeting with boundless excitement, energy, and joy that makes everyone in the meeting laugh and forget the serious matter they were discussing. Um... Here's another one for you. Your internet can crash suddenly, just as everyone in the house is trying to get something done all at once, and frustration and grumpiness ensues. Or my personal favorite, your young child neighbor is ringing your doorbell over and over again for your child to come out and play with them, and you're on a phone call trying to finish up a serious conversation, and you just can't quite get there fast enough to stop the doorbell from ringing. Working from home always has surprises, doesn't it? There are many surprises in life. And I experienced one just a few weeks ago when I was working at home one afternoon. Working at home during the pandemic was never really problematic for me. Just slightly unexpected and funny sometimes, as I described. But... As I said, a few weeks ago, I got a big surprise. Something really unexpected happened. God's Spirit showed up and poured out some fresh inspiration just as I was beginning to prepare for today's sermon. And it happened in the most unusual way. It all started when my doorbell rang. It wasn't my neighbor asking Jyoti to come out and play. No, And it wasn't Jesus himself either. Don't get too excited. This was not a somebody's knocking at your door moment. Instead, it was a power technician for my local power company. 
She was standing there masked and ready to tell me all about how she was going to change out my power meter. She explained about the work she was going to do, and my mind began racing, and I had lots of questions. Here were some of the things I was thinking. Will our power company be changing the terms of our power service by installing this new meter? Would our power be with the same power company, or were we switching to a different power company? And the most important question of all, would my rates go up when she installed this new meter? I was a little bit taken aback and surprised that she was there to do this work. And while all these questions filled my mind, the only thing I could say was, oh, I wish David were home and I didn't have to answer or ask any questions of this woman here to do this work. Better yet, I wish Jim and Lynn Weldon had been there for a visit because after Jim had had such a distinguished career with a major power company, I knew Jim could probably answer all my questions and ease my mind. But it was just me, just me and the power technician. And even though I had all these questions, the only question that I could muster, the only question that I could ask was this one. Will our power be the same power? That's all I could say. (laughs) Will our power be the same power? The technician nodded. And I was immediately filled with a mixture of relief and amazement at the exact same time. I was relieved because my power would be the same power, so that was good. And my rates weren't going to go up after she installed the new meter. That was good news. But I was also amazed at the exact same moment because moments before she arrived, I had been working and praying and staring at a blank computer screen where I was beginning to compile thoughts and ideas for this sermon today. And here the power technician shows up, and the only question I can ask is, will our power be the same power? And suddenly I'm running back to my computer, and I'm typing, the same power, and putting it in bold on the previously blank Word file. You see... God's spirit blew through that mundane conversation in an extraordinary way. And I suddenly began to look up passages in Paul's writings where he talks about the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. It was an amazing experience because before she arrived, I had no ideas for this sermon today. But after the power technician showed up, I had a lot more fresh inspiration about the same power. And so that's what we're going to explore today in our time together, the same power. I began to work with new passion and energy that day because of that conversation. And I was really focusing and remembering about the Apostle Paul as I studied Because he knew something about that same power, didn't he, friends? His life was an example of the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead. His life was transformed. You know the story. You've probably known it since you were a kid in vacation Bible school yourself. 
Saul, he hears from Jesus on the road to Damascus. He sees a bright light that causes him to become blind for three days. It's not until three days later when Ananias visits him that Paul's sight is restored and his life is transformed. You see, our vacation Bible school this year was all about the early church. Paul's story was on two days, but it took the power technician coming to my house to drive me to these verses today to remember that Paul knew something about the same power that raised Jesus from the dead because he experienced it. Such transformation like Paul experienced is only possible through the power of God. Such transformation is only possible by the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead. You see, Paul could take no credit for becoming a man on mission to tell Jesus and the good news of Jesus to others. He could take no credit for that. Only God's power could have made it happen. Paul could not say it was because of his hard work, his skills, his smarts. His life was literally transformed in that experience because of Jesus and the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. In the scripture passage from Ephesians that Lindsay read for us so beautifully this morning, we encounter Paul much later in his ministry He's writing to the church at Ephesus around the year 60 AD. This was a difficult period for for Paul. He was in prison in Rome, and, and as he was writing this letter to the Ephesians, he's in a jail cell. In fact, Ephesians, much like Philippians, Colossians, and Philemon, belonged to a group of Paul's letters called the prison epistles. Yet despite the difficulty of being in a jail cell, in this horrible personal situation that he finds himself in, Paul continued in the passage that we heard this morning to remind others about the transformative power that Jesus could have on their lives. Paul begins his letter to the Ephesians thanking God for the way that Christ had transformed them by adopting them into his family. He then goes on to pray that God will grant the church wisdom and revelation and a deep understanding of God's power. In this passage, Paul stresses that God's power is the very same mighty power that raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand of the Father in heaven. That same power, friends, that same power. Yes, that same power that brought Jesus who died on the cross back to life brought transformation to the lives of the early believers at Ephesus. Yet here's the good news. The same power, the very same power that raised Jesus from the dead is still bringing transformation and new life to people over 2,000 years later. Well, let's face it. We don't have too much in common with the way that Paul encountered Jesus on the road that day. Most of us likely did not hear an audible voice or see a blinding light 
when we decided to follow Christ. For most of us, choosing to follow Jesus was more of a gradual unfolding over time rather than a single moment. Yet we too, like Paul and like the Ephesians, have been transformed. Our experience with Jesus when we chose to follow him may have been much less dramatic, but we too are people who are changed and transformed by the very same power. We are people who have been transformed and set free from the grip of sin because the very same power, the very same power, allowed Jesus to rise from the dead, is working in our lives to bring transformation too. But that's not where it ends. It's not when we choose to follow Jesus where the story's over. Oh no, our story with Jesus continues to unfold day after day. And we see how Jesus' power is the very same power that helps us when we walk through challenges when we grapple with big questions or feelings of discouragement or grief. Jesus' power is the very same power that can transform our feelings of fear and worry and give us new boldness and courage instead. Jesus' power is the same power that can piece back broken relationships and help us find reconciliation with one another. Jesus' transformative power is real. And I am absolutely and completely convinced that this very same power is what the world still needs today. But friends, here's the amazing thing. Jesus' power is more than something that transforms us. It's also something that empowers us. That same power. That same power is working in us and through us every day. Jesus' power is more than transformational. It's empowering to us as the body of Christ. As you know, Paul was a prolific letter writer. And in his letter to the Romans around 57 AD, Paul writes these words, saying that if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, he who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. That same power is added again, giving life to our mortal bodies. That same power is working in us and through us as we seek to serve in the world. That same power is encouraging us to try new things and to find new ways of sharing God's love with others. That same power is calling us to be creative and to discover new ways of reaching out to our community, to our neighbors, to our friends with the love of God. That same power can show us how to feed the hungry and how to offer water to the thirsty. That same power will help us as we seek to share the good news of Christ Jesus with all. You see, because of that same power, friends, 
We who are plugged into Jesus as our power source are empowered to be the hands and feet of the body of Christ in the world. Over the past few weeks, I have really been inspired by how many people came forward to volunteer for Vacation Bible School without being asked. And this was especially true of our youth helpers this year. I did not try to recruit a single one of them because I wasn't sure for a while if our Vacation Bible School would be able to happen. But they called, they texted, they emailed, and they said, let me help. They put their hands up and said, I want to serve. And every time I got a text or an email or a phone call from one of our youth especially, I smiled because I knew what had drew them here to serve. It was that same power, that same power, friends. Then last week, I watched and I was overjoyed as I watched our youth, our adults, and our parents and grandparents who helped their kids do it virtually from home. That same power was at work again in the people of God, sharing God's love so beautifully. That same power is a beautiful thing, friends. It's a beautiful thing. And then a few weeks ago, I began listening to the CD of the Vacation Bible School music. I think God was really trying to get my attention because I noticed after my conversation with the power technician, that one of the songs was also called The Same Power on the Vacation Bible School CD. And I said, well, this is pretty interesting. I think God really wants me to think about The Same Power. And I began listening to this song. It's by an artist named Jeremy Camp. And he reminds us that Jesus' power is not only working in us and through us, but that because of the gift of the Holy Spirit, he lives in us. Listen to the beautiful words of this song. The same power that rose Jesus from the grave, the same power that commands the dead to wake, lives in us, lives in us. The same power that moves mountains when he speaks. The same power that can calm a raging sea lives in us. Lives in us. He lives in us. Well, friends, I don't know about you, but I have no chance of moving a mountain on my own. I have no chance of calming a raging sea. I have no chance of bringing new life from death. But Jesus does because he is powerful. And he allows us to plug into his power source, that same power that rose Jesus from the grave lives in us. That same power is working in us and through us and collectively as the body of Christ, we are sharing his light and his love in the world when we're plugged in. So friends, here's my challenge for us today. 
And it's as much a challenge for me as it is for all of us. What if we lived more like we believed that Jesus was powerful? So many times in life we try to accomplish things through our own power, through our own strength, through our own smarts, through our own hard work. But what if, what if we remembered that we need Jesus' power? We need it to pull us through the ups and downs of life, just like the children learned last week. But we also need it to do anything in the world that has a real kingdom impact. We can't accomplish the work of the church without that same power. When I try to imagine what it would look like if we were all plugged in and if we all were operating under the fact that Jesus is the power that we need to do his work in the world, I imagine a city on a hill, shining brightly. Many of you know we lived overseas um, and served there for seven years on a hill station town. And every time you came up the mountain to go home after you'd been down in the plains, you could see the lights of the city shining brightly. The city was on the same power grid, and it was beautiful but it also couldn't be hidden. Remember Jesus' words in the Sermon on the Mount? You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people put a light and a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. So friends, as we close the sermon this morning, I want to ask the same question that I asked the power technician that day. It's a simple one but it's also a very profound one. Will our power be the same power? Will our power to share the good news of Christ Jesus in the world be the same power? It's the only power that has ever changed the world. The love of God in Christ Jesus. So friends, let's plug in. Let's plug in to that same power. The power that raised Jesus from the grave and allow him to transform us, allow him to empower us to be the body of Christ in the world that desperately his love.
Thanks for joining us. If you live in the Atlanta area or visiting Atlanta, come and worship with us in person on Sundays at Second Ponce de Leon Baptist Church.